Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we go deep into why L.A. Mayor Garcetti's ambassador nomination is on life support. Number two, Biden officials head to Capitol Hill to talk Iran. And number three, Pelosi plots gas price relief. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Uh, the top of Punchable News AM has a look at the stalled nomination for L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti's uh, bid to become the next ambassador to India. This has been uh, one of those nominations that has been stalled for quite a while. It doesn't seem as though uh, there's going to be much movement on it, but we go deep here in terms of what's actually happening behind the scenes. Yeah, so Eric Garcetti was nominated by President Joe Biden to be the ambassador to India, um, a a very high-profile um, uh, post, obviously, uh, for an, a, a country that has a population of... Uh, 1.2 billion people, uh, and uh, actually 1.4 billion people at last check. And I googled that as I was saying <laughs> it, but 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 Brez told me yesterday it's 1.2, so I was going with the John Bresnahan estimate. Um, the here's the here's the thing. Um, a few a few things to note. Number one. Garcetti's nomination has been hung up for months over allegations by a Los Angeles police officer that Garcetti witnessed a former top aide, Rick Jacobs, sexually harassed the officer and did nothing about it. This has been something that's been well covered um, in in media. Uh, now, several Republican senators have holds on Garcetti's nomination, preventing it from reaching the Senate floor. This compounds an issue. Garcetti was um, was left out of a package of nominees at the end of 2021 uh, that cleared the Senate. You'll, you might remember we covered this uh, uh, in, in, in depth at the end of last year um, that uh, uh, the Senate moved the package of nominations, which included people like Rahm Emanuel to be ambassador to Japan. Now, um, a couple people we spoke to yesterday describe. I mean, I talked to Chuck Grassley last night or yesterday late afternoon, and he he kind of said this is going to last a while. Um, he said it's going to last at least until after the the um, a, the Easter recess, which is coming up, I guess, in about a month or so, um, or a couple weeks from now. And he he basically he said he was not committed to moving him. He has to see what the report what a report says. He just got a report from Los Angeles officials. He declined to say, kind of say what the report was, um, but he got it last Thursday. Joni Ernst, Republican of Iowa, has her own hold on Garcetti as well. Uh, and listen to this quote, Anna, from Bob Menendez, the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, which controls the nom- the flow of nominees. He's the chairman. He's the he has obviously has uh, a jurisdiction over over ambassadors. It, it, it's never dead as long as the nominee is seeking to move forward. Uh, uh, Garcetti maintains his, or he maintains his innocence and we'll have to see whether he can get a vote. I mean, that's that's like a, that's not a... Um, a uh, not, not a ringing endorsement not that a ringing endorsement. it's going to get across the finish line, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, to me, it didn't, doesn't seem like a ringing endorsement. Um you know, but privately, Senate Democrats are telling us that this thing is in big trouble. And you know what, Anna? Think about it from this this perspective, right? But Eric Garcetti left the the mayor the mayor's office in Los Angeles, probably one of the most um, I don't know, probably one of the best public 
offices in the state of California, which is a, uh, as 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 Gavin Newsom notes, kind of its own country, right? I mean, so this is a kind of a big political. Uh, 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 I don't know about a mistake, but a big political issue for Garcetti. Yeah, I mean, listen, he is clearly ambitious, um, you know, had his eyes potentially even on the White House before. He was one of the co-chairs of Biden's campaign. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think, you know, probably felt like he was probably on the fast track. Obviously, his nomination has been hung up for months over these allegations by a L.A. police officer that Garcetti witnessed a former top aide sexually harass the officer and did nothing about it. There's some other allegations uh, from um, the mayor's one-time spokesperson Naomi Seligman of forcibly kissing her and then having that behavior covered up by Garcetti's staff. Uh, again, this is the the former top aide, Rick Jacobs, doing this. These are the allegations against him. And so, you know, in this era, when there's allegations like that, it, it is very serious and it's a question of leadership. And I think that's what clearly Garcetti's having a hard time, you know, kind of proving to uh, a lot of Republicans and, and potentially even some Democrats that he's the guy for the job, particularly given how important India is. You noted 1.4 billion um, you know, people that are there, but also just right now with everything that's happening um, in Europe, uh, you know, kind of the relationship there is going to be really critical. And the fact that we don't have an ambassador uh, that is in that slot is something um, that I think you're going to, there's going to be some questions of, you know, at what time does he, does he have to pull out or can he find a way forward um, and how much you know effort does this administration want to necessarily put behind this, right? I mean, at some point they're fighting on so many different, um, you know, just different veins. Uh, the question will be, you know, is is he the right man for the job? So something we're watching. I would also just say, and one more thing is that the, the administration at the moment is sticking by him. Um, they told us last night the president has confidence in Garcetti and believes he'll be an excellent representative in India. His nomination in advance with bipartisan support committee and the White House and State Department are making calls to senators to work to earn bipartisanship support for his nomination. And they said he should receive a vote expeditiously. So they're sticking by him for now. But um, we've seen that movie before uh, sticking by nominee uh, Sarah Bloom Raskin, Neera Tandon. They stuck by those nominations and then eventually had to kind of backtrack. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We've got some news here. Biden officials are heading to Capitol Hill to brief on the Iran deal. Um, you know, we've written a bunch about this in recent weeks about some of the um, issues among members of Congress who feel as if the White House has left them in the dark over nuclear talks. Um, but, you know, we see another effort here by this White House to bring top aides. Uh, today, it's going to be Robert Malley, the United States Rep Special Representative for Iran, and Brett McGurk, the NSC's coordinator for the Middle East and North Africa to brief lawmakers on the panel. Yep. So um, the Iran deal is going to be a political football, no question about it. We've written a good deal about just the consternation about people, as you said, being left in the dark over um, over these talks. I mean, these are sensitive negotiations. There's no question about it. This is a little bit of members griping. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, it's it's something that they're going to have to vote on. So they need to the administration. I think they feel like the administration needs to be a little bit more forthright about what they're up to here and what they're trying to negotiate, because the because Congress is going to have to vote on it. But uh, Malley and McGurk's two people we've written about in the past ha are headed to Capitol Hill to the um, House Foreign uh, House Armed Services Committee, uh, a key committee on Capitol Hill to get to to brief. 
to brief members there. Uh, there's a lot going on here. Um, that vote of disapproval, which is that's how it's gonna, it's not going to be approved. It'll be disapproval um, uh, is going to be something that is um, it's just going to be something that's very contentious. There's no question about it. It's going to be very contentious. It's going to be very, very um, uh, fraught as the election draws closer. All right. And the number three story of the morning, Speaker Nancy Pelosi used her leadership meetings Monday night to sound out her Democratic colleagues on the best way to address record high gas prices. Some senior Democrats still hope the House can act next week before the Easter recess, but the path forward remains unclear. Clearly, uh, nervousness among Democrats about the price of gas and what that impact could do for the midterm elections, Jake. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is something, speaking of politically fraught, gas prices in the 4 or $5 range, $6 range in some places, I believe, uh, is very, very... Um, it's, it just has the potential to be hugely politically damaging going into an election season. There's no there's no question about it. Pelosi, in a closed-door meeting last night, uh, in, her steer, in her leadership and steering meetings, talked about this. We've reported on a bunch of the options. There's talks about uh, uh, direct payments. There's talks about um, uh, basically just giving out money to people to offset gas prices. There's, uh, there's all sorts of discussions. It doesn't seem like they're very close to anything at this point and that that'll be a that'll be a topic of um of I don't I, it'll be frustrating for Democrats if they can't rally around something especially with Joe Biden's approval rating hovering in the 40s but I I, I just I can tell you and I'm sure a lot of people listening are nodding along this morning because the gas prices if, if you're a Democrat you are very worried about gas prices Kevin McCarthy the House minority leader has has just grabbed onto this issue and and actually recently played a video of all the times he said gas prices would go up uh that's Kevin McCarthy gloating so um you know, it's something – and it, listen, Republicans say this is all a gimmick, but uh, Democrats, even if it doesn't get 60 votes in the Senate, Democrats will be able to say, you know, uh, vulnerable Democrat X will be able to say, listen, I voted to give you five and whatever the money in X dollars to lower gas prices in this tough time. So that's something that that uh, carries political weight and it could carry political weight in an election season. Anna, also quite important this morning, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer said the House will vote uh, as early, as late as Thursday, but hopefully sooner, he says, on getting to a formal conference negotiation with the Senate over the CHIPS bill, a bill that we have covered. Lord, we have covered that bill more than more than anything here uh, at Punchbowl News, something that we've interviewed people about. So that is of intense interest. Absolutely. And also just want to note, Jake, I believe you have a special podcast dropping uh, as well this afternoon where you sat down with Elise Stefanik, obviously the conference uh, chair for House Republicans and a leader kind of on the rising star at, from the Republican retreat in Florida. So obviously look for that in your feed and you can listen to all of her thoughts about what's happening now for House Republicans as well in the, you know, after the midterms. All right. With that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.